1: Coming to you live from my apartment, it's Rob Has a Podcast. And now, here's the guy who's ready to break down the Resurrection Rumble. I'm Rob Sesternino. Everybody, welcome back to our Sunday night recap of some stuff from Big Brother 25. Very excited to be here late night to talk about. um, Maybe let's find out what's going to happen with uh, Cameron or Jared, the winner will get to select who gets to go into the Resurrection Rumble coming up this Thursday night. Back with us, of course, the great Taron Offshore. Taryn, how are you?
2: I'm extremely excited, Rob. I feel like uh, this episode is a lot of things, but the thing it was mostly for me was just a, a, a bucket full of wisdom uh, that we got Some really wise words. Even
0: if your balls come out, you got to remain slow and
2: steady. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, spoken directly to the soul.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, good advice. Uh, back with us tonight, AJ Norris. AJ, how are you?
0: Honestly, CBS has done me real filthy, Rob. I'll be honest. Let's keep it a buck. Trying to... <laughs> happy brother come on like 40 minutes after they said it was going to be they tried to keep me off the podcast trial but i they can't do it i'm here they tried I'm to take you out
1: yeah yeah that was like matt saying they're going to use the veto on you and then uh they didn't they're messing I, with you I'm,
0: I'm still here why y'all look upset
1: okay all right well we uh are so happy to have back with us tonight not frail mary but zombie mary mary how are you
3: Ah, um, I see. I was the only one who got the memo about (laughs) the zombie makeup. Hmm. This is awkward. But, um, on, on the upside, you know, round one is about to start and, uh, whoever doesn't get all their balls in the shovel is going to be, uh, kicked off the podcast. So I hope you're, hope you're ready for that.
1: Okay. We're ready, Mary. Thank you once again for going above and beyond here on a Sunday night.
3: Yeah, it's past my bedtime, and um, when when I'm faced with some difficult task, like staying up this late, I, I have to have to entertain myself. Okay. <laughs> this is the way I'm doing it. Well,
1: look, uh, it's a late night here for the BB recap, but let's have some fun with it, okay? Get your questions in, in the chat, and uh, we'll talk about everything that's going on. You know, I, I send out every night, like, uh, hey, we're going to be on, here's the link for that. And then, you know, look, it's a, it's a late night, so I'm feeling a little punchy. Uh, this guy uh, says to me on Twitter, I'll save an hour. I'll save everyone an hour of their life. Let's see if it's an hour. Okay, sir. Uh, they're going <laughs> to complain about the twist. They're going to complain that we didn't get the end of the comp. They'll probably speculate a little bit about Thursday's show. And listen, look, you don't know everything.
3: You, don't know, you didn't predict that you don't somebody was going to dress up Andrew, like a zombie. Okay.
1: You don't know everything. Because first off, let me compliment Big Brother on... Not showing the end of the competition because this, in my opinion, was the bravery, the chutzpah that Big Brother had to break this competition up into not one, not two, three parts and not show the end of the competition in this one episode. I aspire to be so brave and to be so brazen to ever do anything like that in my life. I salute you, Big Brother.
2: Yeah, the, the balls came out and they stayed slow and steady. hmm
0: yeah. I could not think of a better way to spend 30 minutes, if I'm being honest with you. Like that was some of the most riveting television I've seen in at least two hours.
2: I mean, getting to watch daddy just be so <laughs> determined to win this, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> why did this
1: competition have to be so long? Why were there so many rounds?
3: <laughs> why, why was it the same thing each round?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like an like, endurance comp for the audience. Uh,
0: like, I, like, here's the thing. I, at first, was, like, liking the idea of, like, oh, we get to stop the competition, and then um, you get to strategize, like, okay, this is what I'm doing wrong, this is what I'm doing right, and then you get the help from, like, audience who wants to keep you in. I like that idea, comma, but I got over it after five minutes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got to go back into their corner like it was a twelve round boxing match. I mean, this was epic.
0: Yeah, honestly, if they're going UFC, I think it's so entertaining on the same level, same par.
1: I mean, this really it got almost as much airtime as the pressure cooker, Taryn. I mean, uh, in terms of like uh, the pressure cooker was like maybe like two thirds of an episode, and this was like uh, almost there.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just, it was. I mean, I feel like there are uh, there are different kinds of competitions that would suit this format. Where you're like, mm-hmm. you're tr- like maybe if if they had to reset entirely in each round if they didn't make it, so it was like they're racing against the clock and each other. Uh, I don't know. Um, it it didn't really seem like there was much purpose to the breaks <laughs> at all in the episode. I was expecting it to matter more because <laughs> like they'd like intersperse the competition throughout the episode, where it's like, okay, they start with the competition and they go do some stuff. We get uh, a next piece of the competition. They go do some more stuff and it's looming over you the whole time, but- Uh,
1: Did it get harder each round? No.
2: It's just Just the exact
3: same thing? Just
2: more of it. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Now, this might be like a slight spoiler, but Taryn, can you let us know, like, was this all, were all three rounds over one day? Were they spread out over multiple days? How did that work?
2: Uh, I believe it finished on Saturday and they started on Friday okay. or, or they might've actually done the first round Thursday night. Yeah. I think they had first round Thursday night. And then, uh, I think it, fin- I think it finished on Saturday. Uh, but it might've been, no, if it finished on Saturday, no, if it must've finished on Friday, then mm-hmm. so,
1: Okay. not too long. Yeah. Why did they want to do this? Taren? Why do they want to spread it out?
3: <laughs> well, well, it, I guess it?
1: is it that it's a two-person competition and we need to like uh have it go like very long is that is that somehow like
0: well okay. like here's the thing um big brother already said we're just going to take a break this week mm-hmm. like we're not going to take a break from the gameplay we're going to take a break from that wednesday episode so like if we just stretch this out we won't have to scrape the bottom of the barrel for more content if we already give them the bottom part of the barrel mm-hmm.
3: I, I see here's why i'm with big brother let me mm. just let me say this okay. if we're going to have a week or nothing happens then yeah spread out the competition so that at least something interesting happens but in that case i feel like it would have been better strategy maybe not for the show but like to do three rounds spread out over at least three, if not more days mm-hmm. with much more importance to the other members of the house helping. Mm-hmm. So like if part of it was that they needed, it, like that there was a huge benefit to getting other people in the house on their side for whatever reason, or that they, they could be, you know, that they would be hindrances for them if they didn't get their help, then that could give the time in between the competition time to, Socially get people on their side like that. That I feel like there's a competition in there where they could have done that. Mm -hmm.
1: They were able to get advice from the people, so that was kind of like the jury of like, yeah, on
3: the balance (laughs) beam. If you (laughs) had allies
1: that wanted to help
2: you, they would give you more (laughs) advice. Imagine if, like at the start of every round, each person not playing in the comp could place one ball in the shovel of your choice uh, Mm -hmm. to basically give them a head start. And and each time you're basically like choosing your horse in the race, like uh, and and pissing off the other person, and then then there'd be drama in between rounds. Like, why did mm-hmm. you do that? Trying to get people back on their side, like that. That's that's a reason to have breaks in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the episode is uh, back to back to back comp segments, mm-hmm. <laughs> with, like one conversation of advice in between, um, not as much of a reason. <laughs> Yeah.
3: Well, right, because while there's future game stakes for whoever comes back in, there's mm-hmm. no stakes in the actual competition, which would be would would have been cool to see, right? Where like if Corey has to publicly back a horse or you know a, <laughs> a contestant, then that would be like that would be drama, and and, uh, and then it also gives the other people in the house something to to do in the meantime of like either all getting on the same page and all, you know, backing the same person or dividing. Mm -hmm. And instead they can just sit here and, and wait and see what happens.
1: Imagine Sunday night and you're like, well, I guess I got to find out on Thursday how this competition worked out.
2: Yeah. I can't wait to find out who won this competition so that we know who's going to determine who plays in the competition, Mm -hmm. which will determine who comes back into the house and then play in the HOH to determine who goes home a week and a half from now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very oh. exciting stuff. Okay. All right. So... That's the that's what's going on with the comp. We'll find out on Thursday night uh how it all plays out, okay? But there was I thought some interesting stuff here throughout the first part of the episode. A lot of flashbacks to the double eviction and a lot of seeing uh ultimately how things were going to go wrong for Jared at the second part of the double eviction. AJ, what do you think about this behind the scenes footage from the double eviction that we didn't get? To see
0: um i thought it was nice i enjoyed um getting flashbacks to division it's always jam-packed and it's interesting to see like what strategic conversations was had like seeing that matt lied to um jared's face was very inter- was very fun interesting seeing blue nod her head rapidly and then be like "Ah, i should not have nod my head rapidly like <laughs> it's it's fun getting to see um uh, the inner what was happening during the double eviction But like, I really think the true meat was the stuff that happened after double eviction, but we'll get to that in a minute.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. To me, it kind of felt like Thursday night, they were like, we're about to have a double eviction, but don't worry, none of it's actually going to matter. (laughs) Uh, And then tonight they were like, okay, that thing that didn't really matter, let's show you some more of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Which is not to say that it wasn't fun because there were definitely fun moments (laughs) uh, watching Matt watching Jared choose Matt, um, watching the Blue and and, uh, and Corey interaction. But to me, like, it did not have the gravitas of, like, a normal what happened during the double because the people evicted in the double are still there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's not like, how did they lose? It's like, okay, this is what happened, but it's kind of old news now because they're still here.
0: <clears throat> yeah. It was... Like, and- I know a lot of people were saying, like, the last double vision was like one of the most exciting in a minute. Um, and it really was, but it was not because it was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? It was more of a, hey, we're about to blindside Jared here. We don't really care for Jared. And Jared, in a lot of his delusion, if not all of his delusion, thinking, you know what, this is still going to work out well for me. And so I think that was like the more exciting part. in But straight up the double vision went off like almost without a hitch so seeing the behind easy. the scenes was not like the most important stuff well
2: it's it's just like it's just it, Jared has been such a central figure all season long mm-hmm. uh whether you love him you hate him or uh somewhere moderately in between um you you feel some something for Jared <laughs> and this should have been his denouement. This should have been his like, uh, like the ending of his story where we go back and we see just how tragic a fall it was for him because <laughs> uh, he was betrayed by everyone, including his own showmans He chose Matt to play in the veto. Matt then didn't use it on him. This is such a huge fall from grace. This is the end of his story, except we're just going to drag it out for an entire week after this, where if Jared does eventually uh, get evicted between him and Cam. It might be uh, because Cam won a comp that he wasn't even playing in. And that's like a week later is going to be him walking. Like all of the excitement and the sort of like the investment that you have in the storyline of Jared has just been sucked away into this very anticlimactic version of him leaving when it was, it should have been so, this should have been an all time memorable double eviction where it was the fall of Jared and the house, house fields. Um, but instead we're just kind of like, Oh no, they're nope, still alive. Just crawling. So still, still crawling. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually well, more sad about it. Misery.
1: Uh, that you put it that way, Taryn.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I am also sad. Like I, but like, the one thing I like about it is, like, let's go back to um, Big Brother All Stars two when they was like, okay, we gotta wait for a double um, eviction to take out Danny, um, so that way, like, we don't have to or triple eviction. Yeah, yeah, the triple eviction because they don't, they did not want to have to blow up. Um, and I think that that's like something similar to Jared. Even though I think they were wanting to do this to Jared, whether or not it was a double eviction or just a regular week, but we still get the excitement of like we get to see um, the fall of Jared, but we also get to see. The backlash and the blow ups that happen. And I, I love a good blow up. And I don't, I think we would have still had some of the drama because Sarie was still there and she was blindsided. Mm-hmm. But the fire that Jared had, that's fun TV. <laughs> um, even though I don't want it to drag out. Like, yeah, I like it for 15 minutes. We did get the Jared
1: and Sarie mm-hmm. and Felicia argument that happened in this episode, which was really, really interesting to watch that go down. And we'll talk about that. So I guess something, we got something out of it.
3: Would it have been better for y'all if they were going to do like a battle back to have three people in it? Like, I don't know, put put each of them in a hotel room, separate them for the next week, vote another person out like normal. And then at least you can do the thing where you say whichever one of you gets back in is going to make the jury and the other two people don't. So it's like bigger stakes because right now, whichever one of them gets back in isn't even necessarily guaranteed jury.
2: I mean, anything is better than a full week where nothing happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, tr- like truly, if they just did this and said the battleback competition happens Sunday and then we play the rest of the week normally, I would have been fine with that. I think it would have been, like, a lot better than what we have.
2: I was just like, because they, they they, they, say on the episode, they're like, for the first time, a first in Big Brother history, there's no HOH competition, yeah. no nominations. No veto. And I'm like, what first are you talking about? The first (laughs) season of Big Brother where none of those things happened? You know, like the most critically panned season of your show in the history of your show and maybe the history of reality television. It's That's the one where this is not a first (laughs) unless you're referring to the first season.
3: If, you know, if something is sold as an interesting new twist, then that's very different from saying, hey, we knew we weren't going to be able to do three episodes this week. So instead, we're just going to have like kind of a chill zombie week.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this zombie twist, really, it was so rough tonight on CBS that the studios had to call up the writers and said, OK, we'll get you <laughs> fine. Whatever you want. <laughs> <So>
3: <laughs> whatever <laughs> you want. We, we can't need do you this back. without you. Oh, my We're gosh. sorry. Also, uh, just, I just want to talk about the zombie outfit for a second. Um, if I had known that a grout fit was all it took to be a zombie outfit, then uh, we've we've all been doing that for years. Like mm-hmm. this is. Uh... Yeah, they couldn't is have it... even like slapped some some more interesting makeup on them or required them to put it on every day. How
2: is it that Mary looks infinitely <laughs> better as a zombie? with what I presume to be just like her own personal- uh, It's my
3: own personal makeup. This isn't even like Halloween costume stuff. This is just what I had in the last 15 minutes. And yet this
2: professional television operation uh, had just like black outfits (laughs) that were raggedy a little.
3: They got that party city budget.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pause. As someone who worked at Party City at one point in my life, they have better stuff than that at Party City. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah well, don't disparage don't Party City. Come on, come on. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. Well, going back to the double eviction, one of the things I thought that was was really interesting was that okay, that Jared's on the block. All right. Well, we can campaign here. Okay. Uh, we just need these four votes, and we've got it. We've got Seree and Mimi, and Felicia, and Bowie can be the fourth. So, okay, we see Jared talk to Bowie, and Bowie is very much noncommittal in her conversation with Jared, and then we got to see Jared and Sari uh, meet up with Felicia and Mimi, and they say, okay, we got this. One, two, three,
2: four. Bowie's the fourth. We got it. Mm-hmm. And again, like, this was such a, if this had truly been the end, like, mm-hmm. it's such a great and fitting end for Mm -hmm. Jared's reign. It was such an like uh, like uh, et-tu Felicia uh, moment where like every person they went to was like, Bowie, Bowie, we need you now. And after everything they've they've done to Bowie and said about Bowie and pushed Bowie away, Bowie's like, sorry. They go to Felicia, Felicia, we need you now. After they were pushing for Felicia to leave the week before uh, and Felicia's like, sorry, I can't help you. Um, and it was just so such a fitting end to their story, especially at the way that like they got all in, into a room, and like, yeah, we just don't think the votes are here, but the votes are right here, all of mm-hmm. us in this room right now. Yeah. The mm-hmm. way that Suri has done every single person, right? So <laughs> well, that's <far. laughs> why I thought it was so
1: fitting, Taryn, because Suri in the diary room, like, don't tell me you have the thing. Like, uh, it's like, no, that's what you do. That's what you. That's your thing.
3: But like. It, I, I appreciate the fact that Mimi was at least like, look, they're all they're all voting for Jared, and what she means is we're all voting for Jared. We're all everybody's voting for Jared. You can try all you want; it's not happening. We you got? I, I just I don't understand how they didn't see this coming at all. How how serene Jared after the fight after the argument? You know, he he just underestimated everyone else coming together.
2: It's all Blue's fault. didn't tell him
3: (laughs) right it's blue's fault for not telling him the obvious thing he should have seen and even when people did hint to him hey do you think Corey america might be against you he said that he uh he under well he didn't say he underestimates them he said that they're uh that they're probably not really going to do that he doesn't he underestimates their ability to win It was mm-hmm. right there. It was right there. So poetic.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we also got to see Jared and Blue uh, where Blue ends up telling uh, Jared uh, that, hey, look, uh, he's like, hey, this is great. Matt's going to use the veto. She's like, that's not going to use the veto on you. Come on. Come on. Um, and so basically, like, <laughs> so you were the target the whole time. He's like, what? Uh, you knew? He's like, I tried to rock with you, but you just had to let me know.
2: My my favorite part about this is that it's so blue to have had this interaction with Corey where he asked her, are you going to use the veto? She says, yes. And she's like, well, then I to have to put you on the block. She's like, actually, no, no, I'm not going to use the veto. Mm-hmm. And in the diary room, she's like, I'm promising him I'm not going to use the veto. But obviously I am. Except for the tiny fact that she went to Jared after and said, sorry, bro, I can't use the veto on you. And Jared had to be like, what, you can't lie? Just, oh, no, no, you're right. No, I can. Then she goes to the room and says, I'm playing you, Corey. Like, oh, come
3: on. Like, do you really feel like in the moment, Taryn, if Blue had won the veto and she was off the block, would she have used it on Jared?
2: I mean, if if, if not consulting with Jared first, maybe not. But uh, obviously she would have talked to him. He would have been like, what do you mean? You can use it now. She would have been like, yeah, you're you're right, you're right, you're right. I also thought in the diary room that uh, she
1: was implying, you know, she wanted to uh, not just save Jared, but also get
2: Suri out. Yes. Yeah, that was her. Mm -hmm. Like her whole thing to him was like, I didn't tell you, but that's only because I was trying to make sure your mom was voted out first. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Isn't that fine? Isn't that a good thing to do?
3: I didn't tell you because I wanted the other group to target you and Sari so that Sari
2: would go. Oops. I didn't realize I'd be on the blog instead of her. I was wanting her gone. Yeah.
1: Okay. So then the other part of this that we didn't see from Thursday night was that, okay, the scary verse update comes through Mm -hmm. and Sari, I thought... I enjoyed this from Siri. Uh, She really, like, savored the moment of that she got to be the first one to know that people were coming back into the house. And she laughed and laughed and laughed. And, <laughs> and like, what does the note say? Uh, and then she revealed that, okay, BB Zombies are coming back to have their game resurrected. It's a big, like, anime
2: moment.
0: What? Like... Sari has the most infest laugh ever. Like she was cackling and I was like, I was cackling with her. Well, I was giggling with her. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? This is fun. I love the joy that she has. Um, And just um, hovering it over everybody in that room was like, so joyous. Despite the fact that I knew what was going to happen. I do not like what's happening. I was like, in this scenario, I'm here for it.
1: Yeah.
3: It, didn't they already get a message telling them that the zombie thing was no, going to happen no mary
1: the, the, the message didn't have all the letters that the right. transmission was a little screwed up
3: that's right that's mm-hmm. right and they only had like a day to figure it out
1: mm-hmm. but they and didn't did figure they? it out right
3: <laughs> i mean they I, mostly did i they, mm-hmm. they get i mean i don't know if you if you're hearing you think there's probably a double eviction And then you get a card that there's going to be a twist. Mm -hmm. My mind immediately is going to like battle back. You already had the Jag situation with him Mm -hmm. coming back in.
2: Yeah, I loved Jag giving Cam advice in the comp uh, where it's like, uh, look, oh, look at the evicted players bonding and giving each other advice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Three of them in the house right now.
1: Uh, so, all right, let's get into this really big moment that happened that we got in this episode. All right. So Felicia got to finally air everything out with Jared and Suri because Jared wants to know, hey, how come you, you, you didn't try to keep me? What is this? And she's like, hey, last week when my ass was on the block, you were trying to vote me out. What?
0: Oh. We are going to get into this, but first, I would like to start by saying, Jared entered that room saying, Blue, you did me dirty. Ma, you did me dirty. And I was like, what does Serena do to you? I'm so confused. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, he just came out swinging at everybody. But um, no, this brought me so much excitement and joy just getting to see this blow up because Felicia came into that room ready for a fight. Like, she started off at a 10. Like, Jared was at a 10 and Serena was was like, I will match your energy. Um, and I don't know how y'all feel, but I love this from Felicia. Like I love this, everything from Felicia. And even though Felicia was caught in a lie, I was like, you know what, Felicia, stay your ground.
1: Yeah. I mean, Taryn, we really have not gotten this from Felicia, like, uh, since going back to like her HOH week when she was like in Jag's face when he was in the chicken costume about, uh, not trying to flip the vote. I mean, we haven't seen this energy from Felicia in like a month.
2: Yeah, and I mean, this is a good scene. Uh, Personally, I thought, I think it would have been better if Jared wasn't there and it was her and Mm Sari duking it out because those are people that are still in the game and it's relevant, the conversations (laughs) that they're having. Um, But, uh, and also, like, I've seen plenty of Jared fights at this point and it's gotten Mm -hmm. pretty tired. Uh, Sari versus Felicia. Though, like, that was interesting to me, watching Suri really start to vent some of her frustrations with mm-hmm. Felicia and Felicia pushing back um, and being like, you guys screwed me over. Uh, you know, how can, how can you be mad at me for for doing this when you guys weren't there for me uh, when, when Cam was HOH. Um, and uh, that was, that was all great stuff. It was really interesting.
3: My favorite part of this argument was that it was one of those arguments where they build off the things you're saying in the argument. Mm-hmm. So like when, Felicia said, you know, like I, I, the, everyone was voting Jared out, but for some reason it's my fault when, you know, I couldn't get everyone to flip to save them. And then Sari was like, well, that's exactly what happened last week with us. You're mad at us for not doing that. It's like, she's just taking what Felicia's saying and saying the same thing. Um, like there's, there's hypocrisy on all sides. As long as they all admit that and get that, then I think everything's good. But. It was it was fun. I really appreciate in this conversation, uh, yeah. Mimi being there, but but not a not really getting to their level at all.
0: Like I agreed there was hypocrisy on all sides, comma. But like let's keep, keep it at fifty. What Sari and Jared did to Felicia was worse than Felicia being like, you know what? I don't know if I want to sit in the final two chairs with Sari. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like that Felicia was not like well like Felicia did at um some point um be like, you know what, I don't really trust Sari the most and I don't know how much I could trust Sari. Comma, but like Felicia never like actively targeted Sari. Felicia never like campaigned to make sure um Sari get out the house. Sari and Jared were actively campaigning for Felicia to leave. They set up um two weeks ago for a scenario where Felicia was specifically being targeted by the other side of the house. So like and um so I'm I'm on team Felicia in this thing, but I was interested in seeing like um, so gets heated because Sarie's Miss Calm Cool Collected. Mm-hmm. So, seeing Sarie um, lose her temper was like something new for me.
2: Yeah. And that's why, like, I I, I wish that, like, we saw more of that and less of like Jared kind of coming in and taking that mantle because I feel like it was so fun watching Sari mm-hmm. go toe to toe with Felicia. We've heard Sari talk about her frustrations with Felicia for weeks now. Um, and, uh, to be to have to see her like uh, step up a bit and be like, Hey, no, 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 mm-hmm. uh, was really interesting. Well, especially
3: because a lot of suri's frustrations with Felicia came from information that Jared was telling suri about Felicia. So, like, mm-hmm. if Jared wasn't there and they could have had the whole conversation and really hashed things out without Jared like chiming in, that would have been—I don't know—that might it might have been a very different type of argument.
1: Yeah, so one of the big things that came up was this final two that Jared said that Felicia came to him and said that she has a final two with Sari, but she wants to make a final two with her. We even got the flashback to day 27 when we saw Jared and Felicia were talking about this. Do we think that Felicia remembers this conversation?
2: No. (laughs) (laughs) No. I think she obviously remembers that she made a final two with Jared. I don't think she remembers that she said what she said about Mm Sari. But
3: but this is like, and correct me if I'm wrong, they're in a final four that Felicia at that point still decided to, or still was planning on maintaining for that period of time, but just wanted to, was telling Jared at least, I'd rather be final two with you than with Sari. But like on the other side, Sari and Jared have a final three with Izzy. And while Felicia doesn't necessarily know that, by process of elimination, if they want to get Felicia out and keep Izzy during that vote, then they clearly have something with Izzy over Felicia. So like, which is worse here? Yeah, Jared
2: is like, Jared is like, uh, how dare you when, you know, accuse us of doing all these other things with other people when you wanted to be in the final two with me. How dare right. you? Right,
3: <laughs> and a final four still with my mom. Like, it, it, she's like, yeah, well, everyone's lying. You're lying too, Felicia. And I mean, Felicia trying to claim that she wasn't lying or whatever, it doesn't help. But like, th- there's different degrees of lying here. Which one's worse?
1: So that was, I felt like the highlight of the episode. we oh, yeah. then got uh, a couple of other interesting things. Uh, you know, Matt is trying to heal things with Sari. Suri uh saying that, you know, uh Matt is somebody who uh is uh you know really winning her over what you call him, a serpent? Mm-hmm.
2: If if he is a serpent, uh then she's blind because uh, she she really believes in him and that sometimes this has been a mistake that she's made. She's brought people further than they, than she should because she just believes when in them. When did that and happen? That's, what is she talking about? I mean, I have to imagine Aris, but like, it's not like Aris was planning to betray her, that but like serious. she brings people mm-hmm. to the end that end up beating her, right?
3: I, and I think what she was also saying was like that she believes that Matt feels guilty for it, mm-hmm. uh, for not telling her and that saying like, if Matt is a snake, I should just, quit playing these games because he's doing this so much better than I am. You know, this, uh, acting nice and sweet, but, but really, uh, snaking you. Um,
0: I'm sorry. I didn't mean to finish. No, go ahead. AJ. Like, and I do think Matt is being genuine with Sari, um, about his emotions and when he's talking to her, but like, you can both feel like this, like emotions and guilt, But still be like, yeah, but what I did was right. Um, Yeah, I I still got to cut you at this point in the game. Like Matt still can be like self-interested, which I like um, players who can like not let their emotions control them, but like um, validify their emotions in the game, but still do it strategically right.
2: Yeah, I think she's definitely underestimating the extent Mm -hmm. to which Matt was planning this all along and was really at the forefront of targeting Jared. He's trying to pretend like he was pulled into it, didn't know what was happening, like, sorry, I just had to go in this direction, but I feel really bad. Uh, when in reality, he's he's been, you know, both personally and strategically pointed at Jared ever since that fight mm-hmm. uh, when Izzy left. Um, and, you know, I, I've been saying, I think Matt is our new front runner for a while. This this diary room from Suri really cemented to me just how Effective, Matt has been um, where he even has somebody the caliber of Suri who's played with a lot of people saying something like this, and and still I think underestimating his potential for deviousness in the game.
0: Like like Matt was the person that was like, Jared got to go, but if not Jared, Suri. Like so, mm-hmm. so he he can, he can he can like Suri all he wants and feel good with Suri all he wants, but Matt is very much got his eye on the prize. And that's a scary person to have in the
2: game. Something I talked about early on with Matt was that I admired how vulnerable he allows himself to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, we've kind of learned a little more about Matt uh, and his, you know, listening preferences and uh, some of the ways and things that he says. Uh, But I do think this is a superpower that he has in the game. He's he's very comfortable being vulnerable Mm -hmm. with people. Um, and that makes them feel like he's taking them into his confidence. That makes them feel like they have a connection to him that, uh, that others don't. Um, and, and I think that that's a a huge part of his effectiveness in the game.
1: Okay. I thought that the one other interesting thing that happened, uh, before we got to the competition was we got a little Jared and blue. Um, and Jared really also did not like that Blue waited until the last minute to tell him about that he was going to be the target. He could have done something.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> like and, and we we um liked when Blue was not telling Jared everything. Like, she was not mm-hmm. giving away his entire, her entire game to him, and I respect that from Blue. Um, Jared obviously does not, comma, but... Like, there is no sane person that could have the week Jared had and been like, I'm straight chilling, man. Man, this is good. I'm fine. Oh, the person I got into a whole ass argument with, like throwing out all of your game mess and you throwing out all my game mess, he can win HOH and we, we're good. Man, that's my bro. Mm-hmm. Hey.
2: Yeah, I lied to Matt's face uh, and then told him he misunderstood what I said and he definitely just bought it. Uh, and I can trust to pick him in the veto to save me. 100%. Wait, Blue, why didn't you tell me he was against me? What the hell? You were sleeping in bed with me
3: all week long you didn't tell me? What are you doing? Yeah, it's uh, it's all Blue's fault. And what she did was, was so much worse and he, he could have had no way of knowing without Listen, her telling him.
1: Mary, Jared is like a master out of dealing with any sort of like tense situation that if he would have mm-hmm. just
3: had the information
1: like uh, he's the fixer.
3: Right. If he had the information, he would have done what to prevent this exactly? That's a great question, Mary. That's
2: great. Well, I mean, not he will, picking would,
3: Matt would have helped. It, but what he would
2: say is that he would have nominated Matt uh, instead of Cam. It,
3: he would have nominated Matt at the, at that time.
2: Yes, and and he would he would then say as a pawn, right, <laughs> against Corey. Um. Which to be fair might have saved him considering the comp outcome. But uh but yeah, I mean
3: here's here's a here's a little better solution for Jared. Okay. Um yeah. don't get on the wrong side of the house to where it's everyone else against you. Um and then after a vote very clearly flips against you, after you have a giant argument, uh don't do nothing for the next week to get back in with those people and don't underestimate that they're coming for you.
0: Let me tell you something, Mary. Jared is going to be so fun on the challenge. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you, you,
0: you know
1: what? That's yeah. fair.
3: You're, yeah. you're really not wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair.
1: Um, he's going to have uh, a lot of relationships.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> going to go into the
0: challenge. It's going to be great. Like that's his—that's his element, baby. Yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was gonna say I don't know if he's great at challenges, but uh, look, okay, uh, I, I, love I love wouldn't want to go love run love into love him love in love the muscles. hall brawl. Yeah,
0: fair. Yeah, Derek's <laughs> so. uh, a big boy. Derek got some muscle on him, like, sure. so not a hey, lumpy slouch.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that, that's a good fit. Send him. Send him I, next summer.
3: I mean, the challenge is just. Becoming a a grounds for all of my least favorite Big Brother players.
1: Okay. Well, Mary, Taryn and I talked to Heissam the other day and he said he wants to go too.
3: Well, then, you know what? I I take back everything I just said. If we can get Heissam on there, if we can get Heissam versus Jared, oh man. (laughs) Uh, Let's do that.
1: Yeah. That's going to be the storyline for Challenge USA season three. Yes. Okay. All right. Anything else from this episode that we want to highlight?
3: Uh, I thought that there were two very funny little moments. Um, mm-hmm. I, I liked uh, when when uh, the argument is happening, and then Cameron just shrugs and clinks glasses with with Jag. You know what? Like Cameron, not my favorite player this season, but um, definitely had probably the better house strategy of getting people on his side. Of just, um, hey, I'm just gonna like not not a uh, not start fights with everyone. Mm-hmm. Now when I come back in.
2: Well, listen, Mary.
3: Daddy no, is determined no. and driven.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Somebody needs to um, take that soundboard away from Taryn.
0: <laughs> what do you got? Even if your balls come out, you got to remain slow
3: and steady. I don't want to be on this podcast anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jag was pretty purple tonight. uh, But he did have that one moment with Cameron. It's a little bit like the, you know, Paul Rudd meme of like, hey, look at us. Look at us. Who would have (laughs) thought? Oh. Okay.
3: Which also, I got to say, even though the advice he was giving was like, not that. I mean, it was basically... Hey, don't if it if the balls are gonna fall out, they're gonna fall out. Don't waste two seconds looking at them. Um, I, I like the move from Jag of like I'm just gonna I'm gonna let him know that I'm on your side because if I can put any sway in my favor, I'm 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 uh, I'm envisioning a fired up Cam who's comes back into the game and then could win Hoh. And hey, if I can just just be on his side, sounds good right now.
0: Mm-hmm. G- going off of that, I did find it funny um, in the diary rooms. Like after Jared received the info from the advice from Sari and Cameron received the advice from Jag, they both went to diary and was like, you know, I was thinking, and I think this is what I was doing wrong. So I'm going to correct it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Classic.
1: Classic. (laughs) Okay. Taryn, is it worthwhile to hit the Big Brother live feed spoiler sounds when... There is not anything to spoil.
2: Well, I I, save for
1: the results of this competition.
2: We can talk about the results of the competition.
1: Okay, all right.
2: Uh, Can we? Do we need? Do we need the the song? You think we can just go right into it? How's this for a spoiler?
3: Daddy is determined and driven
2: to spoil. Okay, the competition. All right.
3: So did we find out for good that it is, in fact, uh, the better strategy to put the little balls in first? Oh,
2: perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, whether or not it was the right decision, put the little balls in first. Daddy did win. Yeah. Competition. Okay. But was it close? Not that I was aware of. hmm Um... Cam Cam, Cam. won. He was in the lead pretty much the whole time. Uh, Jared had a small lead at the very start. Cam caught up and then never really looked back uh, from what we were able to uh, ascertain. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cam is now going to determine whether he wants to play in the Thursday comp that will determine his and Jared's fate. He is currently very um, adamant about wanting to play it, but theoretically if he sees it and it looks super hard, he could Forced Jared to play it. Yeah. Um, So,
3: in this competition, would you say that Cameron has been a good boy? Then I've been being a good boy. You said you don't like the soundboard, and then you (laughs) that one. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: So, is it reasonable to imagine that we will be getting the Caitlyn puzzle return? This has been Big Brother twenty five. We brought back the pressure cooker. We brought back some things from the past. Will Caitlyn's puzzle be one of the things to come back?
2: If it doesn't come back, then I don't know what any of us are doing here. (laughs) (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. What was this all for then? If we don't get the Caitlyn puzzle.
2: Quite frankly, it should be an actual Caitlyn puzzle too. It shouldn't be a cam puzzle. It should be a Caitlyn puzzle.
3: Because it's never been solved.
2: Mm -hmm. And that's so much
3: funnier. Especially... If he, whoever goes in to solve the puzzle, like doesn't know who Caitlyn is,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be.
3: Would they would be, be, be able amazing. to solve it without
1: knowing what she looked like?
0: Uh, honestly, <laughs> just, it was hard for her to solve it knowing what she looked like. It would be impossible for them.
2: Think think about how incredible it would be if he also failed the Caitlyn puzzle and it now has this like yeah. uber status of the just the most like,
3: impossible puzzle.
2: Cursed, <laughs> You never want to face up against the Caitlin puzzle. Uh Cam was able to win the pressure cooker, but he was taken down by Caitlin. Uh, like uh we need the Caitlin puzzle.
3: How much time did Caitlin have to solve the Caitlin puzzle?
2: I want to I say think it was three like, minutes.
1: I, I feel like that was a little, I feel like it's like maybe two 30, three seems long on the live show. <laughs>
2: We'll Go back and watch it. I remember it was popcorn. longer than an American Ninja Warrior course, mm-hmm. so yeah, maybe <laughs> you the had chat that knows that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah,
1: this would be pretty uh exciting on Thursday, uh, to get to see if that ultimately happens, and we'll see uh, who comes back. Uh, Cam, that he would do the puzzle if that what sort of was Taryn that would be his plan, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. All right, well, Do you we'll think see. the
3: Big Brother would... It, like, is the goal with the Caitlyn puzzle to get redemption for it and to have someone successfully solve it? Or do you think Big Brother would like it better if someone failed to solve the Caitlyn puzzle again?
0: Like, it, when Caitlyn failed, that was such a big moment. Like, that was such a big deal to happen. Like, so for it to happen again, that's going to have people talking. That's going to have the Twitter fingers tweeting. Like...
2: <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what's going to get
0: engaged. Like that's what's going to get engagement with the show. Not oh, Cam did it. Yeah, he says pencil pieces.
2: Yeah, I really. Yeah, I like. I really feel like it would be amazing if if it failed again. Uh, because now it's like a thing that you can just bring this back.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, if Cameron says I can do the puzzle and then fails at the puzzle, I mean, I think that that would probably be a uh, best show of content for Thursday.
3: Yeah, but then, you know, that's that's great high highs right there, but th- mm-hmm. then we have to deal with Jared still being in the house. Mm-hmm. And then it's worse gameplay by Suri. Actually, that's a good point, Taryn. Um, Jared is the king of winning challenges by default, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah, Cam will get the puzzle wrong and leave and be like, uh, Mama, look at me now. Who's the legend? I got this. I
3: did it again, baby
0: yeah
3: <laughs> uh. and and having Sari be stuck in the house with Jared still is like that is worst case scenario I think for I mean
1: her. i that if you asked her, I don't think she would say that was the worst case scenario
0: like yeah. i don't I don't think it, like boss minus the fact that he has hurt her game so much by just being in the house like. Cam is doing make um, is doing things getting um in good with people like Matt and Jagging and them. So it's like does Sari really want Cameron in with them, them yeah. or would she prefer like Jared who's going to target people like America and Corey? What does like, Sari so, prefer?
2: No, I'm, I'm not asking. That's what Sari would prefer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think that um like it's it's obviously better for Ceri to have Jared in there. Cam has been making alliances mm-hmm. with uh with Jag and Matt. There's a new alliance uh mm-hmm. called the uh. I actually, hold on, what the was fugitives? The fugitives. Yeah. Uh, the first ever. This is This is a big brother first. First ever majority uh alliance where the majority of the players in the alliance have been evicted from the game.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Wow, game
2: changer. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. As Chris Honestly, Underwood is running
1: wild on the challenge oh USA. <laughs> the cycling like, yeah. in the air.
0: Imagine our final two is Cam and Jag. Oh my.
2: Mm-hmm. It's possible. Yeah. Um I uh I, I brought up uh Caitlin's puzzle to check how much time uh she yes. had for it. Two minutes 30 seconds. Okay. Also, this is riveting television i'm uh i'm so good (laughs) yes so incredible
1: it really was i'll never forget that night and i can't believe that she it was like we i I was so excited i was like all right everybody Kaylin's staying we got the robot twist this is this is great it's gonna be uh amazing sam has to use the power she's staying Mm -hmm. it's perfect and then when we saw so much time and it was the easiest thing for her not to do it, uh, it was just, uh, nobody could believe it. She had
2: all the pieces through in 15 seconds. Mm-hmm.
3: It was because she tried to solve it on the floor, right? And then couldn't like lift it she up put, put the, it there. She puts
2: the legs up first. She's not solving it on the floor. Uh, can't figure out where to put any of the pieces on the legs. Um, and then uh, just starts absolutely panicking. Mm -hmm. Um, and, like, almost gives up in the middle of it before realizing she still has, like, a minute and a half left. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's so good. It's a great
1: moment. Yeah. Okay, Taryn, what about for um, Corey in America? Would Cameron, now that he's got these other alliances going on, would it actually be better for them if Jared stayed, even if they don't realize it?
2: Yeah, actually, um, Jared is looking to go after Matt and Jag more so, or really Jag more so than the two of them. He would probably do something like Matt and Jag on the block or Jag and Corey. Uh, whereas, um, whereas Cam is is really like really trying to get Corey out, uh, mm-hmm. trying to separate Corey from America, uh, and he he might um, you know might take out Felicia first, but. Uh, you know he's he's basically like locked in with uh, with Jag and Matt at this point, and that's not good for mm-hmm. Corey.
1: Okay, all right. Uh, let me bring in some questions. Uh, Paula has a question uh, for Rob in the panel. If for some reason on Thursday Cameron comes back, is it possible for him to target either Felicia or Corey in America?
0: Wait yes uh, obviously is is cam like Mm -hmm. cam does what cam wants um however with that being said i hate that this man is targeting felicia like well like the idea that felicia would be such a bitter juror it just gets on my nerves because felicia has done nothing to show that (laughs) she has not done anything to prove that she's gonna not vote for cam at the end like all she's done is like being there, be her true authentic self. Like you can't tell how someone's gonna react on the jury unless you actively piss them off. And then if she's bitter against you, that's because you did something wrong in the game. Like mm-hmm. full stop. <laughs> so if she's bitter, that's because you caused this homeboy. So like don't don't prepare to upset yeah. people. Play yeah. the game proper.
1: If you make her mad, she's going to not forget a grudge, but I don't know like how she's just like default bitter against what.
2: Well, uh, according to Cam, she's never going to vote for somebody like Cam in the final two. Right, like his-
3: and he only has <gasps> like fifty days to convince her otherwise. Like, so
0: Cam, I got some terrible news for you, buddy. Most of America won't vote for someone like you. Like,
2: <laughs> like you. <laughs> no, that's a casual right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like you, you are you are the worst. Well, I'm, I won't say the worst, but you are actively such a make people so uncomfortable yeah. the things you say the way you act around people it's like just annoying
1: i will say that i think the stage is set for a very interesting battle for america's favorite player this season
0: america's favorite player
3: you mean once Corey's uh, evicted then who what side is america no no no
1: for, <laughs> uh, the, the the prize at the end of the season uh are people gonna are the uh Siri fans gonna come through for sari uh, yeah, there will yeah, be, a, I, yes?
2: I feel like if there was another path to power thing, guaranteed Cam is in it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't even be a question. I'd say Cam 100% is locked in. There'll be in a contingent
1: camp- campaigning for Cam for AFP.
2: Yeah,
1: watch <gasps> like, out for it.
3: S- speaking of Suri, though, like yeah, is there- Matt
1: also? I think is somebody who who could get some I votes.
0: Think, yeah, I think Matt gets votes. Like, Sari is currently like in the quote unquote underdog position based on the show, so Sari's going to get some votes. Matt's mm-hmm. just a lovable person um, on the show, so understandable. Cameron sure was just uh, voted out, so like, and, and Corey's like this just a plucky guy. Like at the end of the day, so like, I think based on the show, there's like a lot of likable people that could um, get um, America's favorite player, and I would not be shocked
3: is at least a lot of the casuals that i've talked to even the ones who really love sari like just don't like jared and in in this episode in particular because sari is so tied to jared like not just as her son but like strategically from this episode i think i don't know that people are going to be rooting for her until you know he's got to go and then she's got to be really Mm -hmm. in a like sympathetic position for people to for the casuals to start really getting behind her again.
2: I mean, if if Sari gets another like 46 days of being an underdog without Jared in the house, I think she's got it locked. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the but the, the, the requirement there is that she needs to stick around a bit. So, and,
3: and, that, and that brings me to the second question, which is, is she going to, like, does she have any ability to get in with, I, I don't know, like can Corey in America and Mimi and Felicia and Suri form a contingent? Like, is that even a thing that Corey and America are considering?
2: Not not really at the moment. It's absolutely what they should be doing. Um mm-hmm. but uh, but they're not.
3: The so point. who all knows from Cam mm-hmm. that he's planning on targeting Corey?
2: Almost everyone except for Corey in America.
3: Okay. And Corey suspects
2: it, but America doesn't believe it. And so they're not really doing much.
3: And nobody mm-hmm. nobody want like nobody cares about trying to to get Corey on their side to no. Okay. Well. Okay. That stinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, but Guys, I can I also say yes? Sir.
3: She had the
2: puzzle complete. She literally just needed to pull the <laughs> legs apart, and it would have been done. And then she she just she just knocks the whole thing over and just walks straight out the door. Doesn't even look at anybody else. It's such good television.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: All right. All right. Everybody, yeah. stop what you're doing. Just go go watch the Caitlin puzzle again. Okay.
1: I mean, yeah, we could then I mean, we could run the podcast back from that night uh, right after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coming to you live from the darkest timeline. Uh, I, I'll remember I, it just always. Listen,
2: I you know, I'm trying to watch good big brother here tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Do you think that they should have just re- replayed that on the feeds this week, Taron? Yeah. OK, so we'll see if uh, maybe on Thursday night, that's what we get again. Lightning could strike twice. Okay. Daddy is determined and driven. Karen, anything else from the weekend that you want to highlight? Not really. Okay. All right. (laughs) So as we stand, uh, this is the only Big Brother episode this week. We'll have another recap On Thursday night, when we get back and uh, we'll find out at 9 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, what goes on as Buddy Games moves to the 8 p.m. time slot on Thursday night. So some uh, movement again on the schedule. And so that's what's the next Big Brother episode is coming up on Thursday night this week. Okay, no veto episode, as we know. Uh, That's what's happening this week. All right. All right, let's talk about what else is going on. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, we're going to have the big Survivor draft. The videos have been uh, uh, phenomenally impressive. Taron, are you finally ready for Monday night? I'm always ready. That's my secret. Okay. All right. So we will see Monday Night Live, 8 p.m. Eastern for the RHAP Preseason Survivor Draft, highly anticipated. If you want more Survivor preview, check out Bryce Isaiah and myself going through everybody. Bryce uh, did Issa Look for all 18 Survivor contestants. And so check out what Bryce had to say about everybody in our Survivor podcast feed. Not to mention, uh, Jenny, Autumn, and I talked on the aforementioned Buddy Games episode two recap. Had some fun talking about Josh Dumel. He's not in the house anymore. You can see what he's up to on Buddy Games on the Hit or Quit podcast feed. I got the chance to talk some Love is Blind on nothing but Netflix this week. But Mary, you and Asia got into everything from this first batch of episodes this weekend.
3: Yep, we uh, we managed to get Chappelle to keep watching because mm-hmm. this first drop has some twists and and much like Big Brother uh, having a whole week without an HOH, Love Is Blind did has something completely different that has never happened before on a previous season. So make sure you check that show out and check out the podcast to hear our thoughts on on what's going on with the drama. Yeah,
1: I have not caught up yet with the rest of this week, but I am very much looking forward to uh, getting back into it and checking that out. Of course, uh, check that out in the Love at First Sight podcast feed for Love is Blind and Married at First Sight. Okay? All right. There you go. All right. And then, of course, uh, we will uh, be—the Scrambleverse is in full effect now because the Suri Cap is moving to Mondays, and the Slop is moving to Tuesdays. So tomorrow morning, I'll be back with Shannon Gus on our patron podcast feed to see how Shannon is reacting to this week from the Scrambleverse. And then on Tuesday, we will have the Slop with Amon Adwin. Over the weekend, Nicole and I, the First Lady of Podcasting, got into our survivor predictions. So here nicole's winner pick my winner pick and more as nicole and i previewed the survivor cast that's in our patron podcast feed rob is the slash patron and then make sure you subscribe to all of our podcast feeds at rob is the website.com slash subscribe and then taryn will be back in the morning for a live feed update monday 11 a.m eastern 8 a.m pacific okay all right then mary what's coming up for you
3: Oh yep, just mostly the Love Is Blind coverage, Big Brother, and um, got a. I had to message my family to get ready for the Survivor draft coming up. So, how you know, many we'll people be... in this
1: Survivor draft?
3: Got oh my gosh, I think eight now. Wow, who, who do it? So um, it's it's very competitive. You know, my mom won, won last year picking Jam Jam, so she's nice. really the one to beat at this point.
1: Okay, all right, well, good luck, Mary.
3: <laughs> Thanks.
1: Okay, AJ, what's coming up for you?
0: Uh, Nothing much uh, My podcast with the great Jay should be coming back soon To Can't Keep a Secret So if you want to hear f- more from me You can go check out that
2: podcast Okay AJ great job tonight And then Taryn Find me on Twitch Twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong Watching these episodes live Hanging out doing live feed updates mm-hmm. All that kind of fun stuff All right,
1: and we had a fun podcast this weekend over over on Robin Akiva Nita Podcast where it was Uncle Kiwi's 40th birthday. Actually, it'll be his birthday on Tuesday, Uh, but we had a red carpet event uh, celebrating Uncle Kiwi, so you can check that out on our Robin Akiva Nita Podcast feed. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.